The Denver Broncos defense was here. They were there. They were everywhere on Monday Night Football as they flustered Josh Allen. And the Broncos came away with a massive road victory against the Buffalo Bills. Primetime action on Monday Night Football. We're going to hand out our game balls, break down all the action, and what happened with a cup of coffee on this morning's freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. It is a victory Tuesday for everybody that celebrates. The Denver Broncos went on the road on Monday Night Football and defeated Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on a last-second field goal. Denver now has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills in back-to-back games, going against quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Much-needed momentum for them as they go forward. We'll break down all the action on today's freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos. I'm Cody Rourke. Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. And one of the things we've got to talk about here is while we know that you love the Denver Broncos, you're a Colorado sports fan more than likely. Make sure you check out also the all the other coverage we have going on here, milehighsports.com, all the written content and coverage. The Colorado Avalanche got a win over the Seattle Kraken last night. The Denver Nuggets will play the Los Angeles Clippers in another tournament game this evening, primetime action on TNT. And guess what? Broncos country gets to celebrate a big-time victory here today with the Denver Broncos win over the Buffalo Bills. You get all that here, Mile High Sports, every team, every day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you never miss out on what's going on with your favorite Colorado sports teams here. But hey, look, Broncos country, let's dive into it, right? For the last two weeks, we've been talking about it. After the Broncos beat the Kansas City Chiefs, we said, you know what? Okay, they're going into the bye week with some much-needed momentum. How do they approach that, right? How do they come out of the bye week? How do they look? And if they win against the Buffalo Bills, does it change the optics of the remaining part of the season? I think certainly that is the case. So what did the Broncos do on Monday Night Football? Well, folks, it wasn't pretty, but it mattered. The Broncos won in dramatic fashion against the Buffalo Bills. Now, here, let's talk about, let's set it up, the drama here in the fourth quarter. The Broncos offense at times moved the ball in the run game, but there really wasn't a consistent downfield passing attack. Russ was short with the ball. That's how the play call was really designed. None of the deep setting stuff was really able to be set up by Denver. And look, he was pressured and flustered by the Bills defense, which by the way, even as banged up as they are, the Bills defense came to play. They were tough. You couldn't hardly run against them at times. You had to like grind your way down the field for every single yard. And that's what the Broncos did to finish with 300 total yards of offense, 122 on the ground, over 170 through the air by Russell Wilson here, but the dramatic fashion. Okay, hey, here you go. The Broncos, the defense is on the field. You have a situation where Denver just went down in that fourth quarter. They took seven minutes off the clock, led by a drive by Russell Wilson. He connects with Jerry Judy on a key third down play to move the chains, keep them going. They get into the red zone. They get into a goal line, first and goal situation, play action. He dumps it out to uh, to Javante Williams, With pressure in his face while getting hit, touchdown the Broncos. They go up in that game. The game was not a 15-15 at that point. That touchdown right there put them up 21-15. Extra point pending Will Lutz. There was a little bit of a botch on the field goal hold there from Mitchell Fabroni to Riley Dixon, and that forced the Broncos, unfortunately, to miss out on another extra point attempt. Will Lutz missed one earlier in the game. 
Lutz obviously was not able to kick that ball because the laces were turned in. And at that point, Riley Dixon had to go recover the ball there because it went to the left of him. And all of a sudden, Denver, they have a lead, 21-15. to 15. And now there's a lot of time for Josh Allen and the Bills to do what they do, and that's to get explosive plays downfield. Denver's defense, for the most part, really good all night, but they struggled against the run, allowing 192 total yards on the ground, over 100 to James Cook, 68 to former Bronco. Latavius Murray and all of a sudden there's this one play and it almost encapsulated I think how the Broncos have lost games before right James Cook bursts through the middle and looks like he has a free lane Justin Simmons comes out knocks the ball to James Cook's hand for what would have been essentially his third fumble of the game here the ball bounces perfectly once Justin hits it it bounces perfectly right back up into the arms of James Cook who gallops for 42 yards and now the Bills they're cooking they're in the red zone, and then you get to the two-minute warning. Josh Allen, quarterback keeper off the left side. Nobody accounted for him. Touchdown, and all of a sudden, the Broncos, who are up 21-15, to 15, they are now down 22-21. to 21. Well, this is what you paid Russell Wilson for. Could the Broncos have some magic in them? Yes, they did. Russell Wilson, one of the very first plays from scrimmage in this fourth quarter drive, his 38th career game-winning drive, which now surpasses Matthew Stafford in the NFL since 2012 for game-winning drives. Goes through shovel passes to Samaj P. Ryan, who gets some good yardage on the play. And then all of a sudden, you're working your way down there. Denver's got the run game going a little bit. They have a couple of timeouts. Things are manageable for them. And then they start to call their timeout process, trying to get into field goal range. Okay, And then the Broncos, they find themselves in a third down, no, second, second down situation. Russell Wilson, look, the Buffalo Bills came up. They stacked the box. They sent a cover zero pressure. Russ had no time, got sacked immediately, and all of a sudden the Broncos, third and long, they're backed up. They're a little bit out of field goal range at this point after being in field goal range previously. So you know what happens? Hey, you got to take a shot here. This is it. You have to be aggressive, and all of a sudden the cover zero look comes back here for the Buffalo Bills. Russell Wilson recognizes it, throws it up in the air to Jerry Judy on a rainball moon ball there. And the defensive, the safety there for the Buffalo Bills gets called for a pass interference. And so now the Broncos, they have the ball in prime position to kick a game-winning field goal. They go through. Russell Wilson kneels a couple of times. Buffalo blows their two timeouts that they had in that situation there. And so Denver, what they do is they run a play on third down. They take a knee. The field goal unit, who executed this perfectly before the first half, they run out onto the field. And it felt kind of rushed in a sense. They had plenty of time. Riley Dixon, obviously, hoping to hold on to the ball this time on the snap from Mitchell Fabroni. And then Will Lutz goes to kick the field goal. And all of a sudden, it, he misses it to the right. And we, we were sitting there thinking at the time, like, man, this is just this is exactly how the Broncos have lost games before. And those two missed extra points earlier in the game, they would have loomed very large if that would have stayed. But hold up, flag on the play there. Because the Broncos went with that rush field goal scenario, Buffalo Bills, they brought somebody onto the field and they didn't bring somebody off. And so there were 12 men on the field for the special team side that gave the Broncos a little bit more of a cushion here. Obviously, it meant to re-kick five yards closer. Will Lutz, ice in his veins from 36 yards out. And the Broncos, they go up and they win 24-22 to at the buzzer. And as we said, this was not a pretty game for the Broncos offense by any means, but they made plays when it mattered. They came in clutch when it mattered. Russell Wilson delivered when the Broncos needed him to. And all of a sudden, the optics of this Broncos team that was one and four 
through about five or six weeks of play is now at a position where they are four and five. They're in control of their destiny. You get a win against Green Bay. You get a big win against the Kansas City Chiefs. And now you get a big win on the road in Buffalo against Josh Allen and the Bills. Denver is now surpassed them in terms of the conference standings right now, Buffalo, and they have a very, very good chance. Now they're going to have another primetime game this week against the Minnesota Vikings and Denver very well at that point. They'll go 500. Denver could jump into the playoff hunt very, very quickly here. And based on what happens around the NFL, they could very well jump into one of those wild card spots here in the next one or two weeks. Denver is firmly in control of their destiny. No bigger win. I think this might be one of the biggest wins. Obviously, we talked about the Chiefs win. This was one of the biggest wins the Broncos have had since Super Bowl 50, and they've had two wins like that in back-to-back games against Patrick Mahomes and also against the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills here. But that's not really the story of the game, right? That's basically what happened. That's all the drama, the roller coaster of Monday Night Football. But we got to dive deep into our game balls and our key things that stood out to us And we're going to dive deep into that on this morning's freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about our sponsors over there at Superbook Sports and win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook, they will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game, and they will also give you two tickets to the game, plus a three-night hotel stay. All you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Nuggets fans. Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. All right, Broncos country, let's hand out our game balls from the Broncos' big-time victory on Monday Night Football. Just a reminder, Mile High Sports' YouTube page has you covered with all the Colorado sports coverage that you need. Denver Nuggets, Denver Broncos, Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Rockies, CU Buffs. We have you covered every team every day. Do us a favor if you're listening, you love this channel, you love what we got going on here, hit that subscribe button as we get closer and closer to 4K YouTube subscribers. Thank you so much for all your support if you're a Colorado sports fan here. All right, let's hand out our game balls here. We're going to go through offense, we're going to go through defense, and we're going to go through special teams and obviously highlight some of the key emphasis here going forward. Now, look, offensively, I'm going to give a game ball. I think you have to give one to Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton kind of combined here because they had arguably one of the more spectacular plays that you can think of here. The most, as Andrew Siciliano pinpointed, in the next-gen stats era, Russell Wilson completed that 30-yard touchdown to Cortland Sutton on fourth and two. It was the most improbable completion in NFL history in the next-gen stats era when talk about probability of it being completed. And we talk about fourth and two, scramble, spin, vintage Russ, tosses it perfectly. Cortland Sutton, great ball control, great body awareness, two toes in. He gets the toe drag swag, and that was a huge touchdown here for the Broncos offense in that game. Without that type of play, with that improbability and the statistics of that, that's incredible here. But let's take a look at what Russell Wilson was able to do now. thought he had a really good first half. Third quarter wasn't a very good showing from Russ in the overall operation of the offense. They kind of stalled out a little bit. They sputtered on several drives, like back to back to back. But in the fourth quarter, when they needed to go downfield, they needed to get points. 
They delivered. Russ delivered, obviously, in that fourth quarter. He delivered on the game-winning drive, ultimately, which I think, to me, that's the most important metric. And Russell Wilson, an efficient night, 24 of 29 passing, a buck 93, two touchdowns to zero interceptions. And at this point in time, he's got 18 touchdowns on the year, the second most, and four total interceptions on the season. One of the best touchdown to interception ratios right now in the NFL. It doesn't matter about how many yards he throws. It matters about efficiency and the Broncos. They're winning games. And Russ is also using his legs that are helping the Broncos convert on third down where Denver on the evening, they were eight of 19 on third down. Russ, obviously in this game, finished with a 117.4 passer rating. Very high. Russ is playing some efficient football. And I know the bigger gripe from Broncos country is that they want to see more downfield stuff, but also that's on play calling. That's not just solely on Russell Wilson. You you do what the coach calls. You have your audibles that you check out of, but with that rush that the Buffalo Bills had and the guys that they have on the interior front seven, Denver, they were trying to be smart with it because I don't know if Russ would have had a lot of time there with some of those pressure rush situations that the Bills sent, and especially some of the zero blitzes that they sent for Russ to take a seven-step drop. And even on play action, on some of the play action stuff, he had to roll around, get a little bit deeper depth, and then he unloaded it to Cortland Sutton for the touchdown. So Russell Wilson on the offensive side of the ball, he's going to get a game ball, in my opinion. Obviously, you can co-found that with Cortland Sutton for the spectacular catch that he had in this game here. But let's talk about the Broncos' defense. Now, I think it's very hard to give just one person a game ball, so this is going to be a joint effort here once again. I think Vance Joseph here deserves a game ball. And look, I'll be one of the first to admit, after that Broncos game against the Miami Dolphins, I said to myself, and I said it here on this show, I just don't see how the Broncos can keep holding on to Vance Joseph after one of the most embarrassing performances in NFL history to the rate at which we saw in that game. Since then, the Broncos have made widespread personnel changes. They've made some schematic changes. I've mentioned it here on the show. Look, they're still showing a lot of the Vic Fangio disguised looks in terms of what shell they're running, but they're running Vance Joseph's defense now. These guys have confidence. And look, I think what you're able to do in this situation, Denver's defense in the last two weeks against Patrick Mahomes and against the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, they have forced nine total takeaways, fumble recoveries or interceptions. And if we want to count turnover on downs, well, there's 11 because they forced one against the Kansas City Chiefs and they forced one against the Buffalo Bills. Denver's defense has drastically improved. Jaquan McMillan starting off the game with an absolute bang, stripping James Cook, and all of a sudden Denver gets the ball. And then you have Justin Simmons getting an interception, Fabian Moreau before halftime getting an interception, and then Alex Singleton recovering a James Cook fumble a little bit later in that third quarter. Denver had so many opportunities. And look, I think this is it. Like, this. That's where I was a little concerned about the game initially going into the fourth quarter. I'm like, Denver has generated four total takeaways, and yet the game is tied with the Buffalo Bills. And like, if Denver has one turnover, it feels like that's the negative spiral, but they overcame that. The defense, they weren't able to sack Josh Allen, but they pressured him, they flustered him, and he threw the ball into windows that were a little dangerous, and it led to some turnovers there ultimately. And I think Denver deserves some credit defensively, holding the Bills in this instance to only 18 first downs in the game. They were eight. I mean, they were three of eight on third down specifically. Obviously, the run game, that's where Denver really struggled in terms of stopping James Cook. They allowed, like I said earlier, 192 yards on the ground. James Cook had 12 carries for 109 yards. Latavius Murray, former Bronco, had nine carries for 68 yards. That's obviously an area of concern from this game, but 
Denver's defense did their job. They generated takeaways. They gave the ball back to the offense. The offense needs to do a little bit more with those takeaway opportunities. But overall, since Vance Joseph has made some of these changes, the Broncos and the defense have made some personnel changes themselves. They are now over their last three games allowing an average of 16 points per game, and they're generating takeaways at a high level. So that right there, Denver is heading in the right direction. A remarkable improvement from the first five weeks to now. This was a big win. And so I'm going to give credit. I'm going to give flowers to Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph and the defense, they get a game ball from me. I mean, you look at what the secondary was able to do. Stephon Diggs, we came into this game talking about it. He is going to be one of the more dangerous guys in this game that you have to account for. He was targeted five times in the past game. He had three catches for 34 yards. Two of those catches were against Fabian Moreau, against Patrick Sertan. He only had one catch for 11 yards, and he was kind of locked down there. Patrick Sertan continued to play at a high level, a high rate there. They were able to mitigate some of those things. Now, Buffalo in that game did capitalize on a couple of good route concepts that beat the Broncos coverage. Obviously, a tight end. Dalton Kincaid came up with a touchdown against Denver there. Some miscommunication stuff, but that's going to get shored up. And obviously, the Broncos will be getting Kareem Jackson back this week. P.J. Locke left the game for Denver in the second quarter with an ankle injury and did not return, which is a big blow. And, that you know, more playing time for a young guy in Delarian Turner-Yell. And look, there were times where he struggled, but also... He had some moments as well in that second half. You know, they made some plays, but Denver's going to have to find a way, I think for me overall, to fix the safety depth issue because they have some guys that just simply aren't ready. Look, and PJ is obviously going to be a guy who's ready to play, but we don't know the status of his ankle injury, if it's going to hold him out of action any longer. Kareem Jackson will be back this week, which should help the Broncos defense in a big way. But behind PJ Lock, Kareem Jackson, the Broncos safety depth is a little shaky here, but we'll dive deeper down in another episode of the show here. Game ball goes to Vance Joseph and the Broncos defense. And look, now our special teams here. I'm going to give a game ball here to Marvin Mims. We talk about just his impact, his explosive ability, his, his vision as a ball carrier, I think is spectacular here. And he had several big returns, not only in the punt return game, the kick return game that gave the Broncos offense great field position to start games. He is a very, very fun player to watch here. So let's take a look at this. Marvin Mims had two punt returns for 44 yards, an average of 22 yards per return, his longest being 27 yards. And then we talk about the kick return game. He had one return for 31 yards because the Buffalo Bills that kicked it short, it landed about maybe the 10-yard line. So 31 yards plus 10. Oh, hey, now you're at the 41-yard line. Great field position for Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense to start out. Overall, just a very impressive win by the Denver Broncos. You're going to get people in the national media. You might get some local media people trying to diminish this win. Look, it's a big win. You go on the road. like No game is the same week to week. It, it, the circumstances and how you do it, it doesn't matter. What matters at the end of the day, do you get the win? The Broncos came out of the Buffalo Bills game on Monday Night Football, which is a very, very tough place to play. The Broncos haven't won there since 2007. They come away with a big-time victory. So, That'll wrap up today's brand new installed episode of Good Morning Broncos. Enjoy yourself another cup of coffee. It is a victory Tuesday. Broncos country, you deserve to celebrate. We appreciate you so much. Hey, tomorrow's episode of the show, it's going to be a mailbag edition. So send me in the YouTube comments here or send me on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. Send me your Broncos questions that you want to have answered on tomorrow's episode of GMB. We'll be sure to bring them up. Appreciate you, Broncos country. Enjoy the victory. You deserve it.
What's up guys, Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports.